What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we'll be going into some of the things that happened and the themes in the game against the Washington Wizards, how Billy Donovan's words finally matched what we saw on the court after a post-game uh, interview. We'll also be talking about Patrick Williams, his development, what do we see from him, and when will he learn to be more aggressive? We'll get into all that and some more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So we got to talk about the Bulls win against the Washington Wizards. It was a feel-good win in which they went to Vooch early, didn't go to him as much in the second half, but I think this game, it was more representative of the of the Wizards double-teaming Vooch and trying to keep the, the ball out of Vooch's hands um, down the stretch because of how he killed them in the first half. Uh, he scored 20 points in that first half, 27 points overall, but they did go to Vooch more than what they have in the second half of games. Also, Zach Levine, all 14 of Zach Levine's points came in the second half. DeMar DeRozan came in came in, in the fourth quarter, scoring uh, 14 points in that fourth quarter, being the king of the fourth again, and it helped seal that victory for the for the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls also fought off a, a 7-0 stretch by the Washington Wizards to really maintain this game. And all that being said, that was this was the type of game that we needed to see from our Chicago Bulls. They them playing inside out, feeding the big man. That big man got to eat. They fed him very well, very early, and then they continue to go back to him as well as the bench. Overall bench scoring twenty eight points from the bench in this game. We've seen games where the Bulls bench has scored less than double digits. So having that type of output from the Bulls bench uh, uh, and it spread out over multiple players, right? It wasn't just like Kobe White going to work um, and things like that. So though it, it gave, this type of win gives you a lot of faith in this team. I've been talking about very recently how Billy Donovan's he always has all the answers in the post game. He always had he always identifies what was the issue was. He always talks about, "Hey, I want to go to Vooch, we need to go to Vooch more, we need to do this." And then we rarely see it happen in the following game. This time, after the after the game on Monday night to the game Tuesday night, the Bulls did exactly what Billy Donovan identified in that post game show on Monday night, and then we we came in saw it actually done and put into practice on Tuesday. And especially the fact that the Bulls almost led this game throughout. Zach Levine had a scoreless first half. And overall, this was not the best game from Zach Levine. But the way that the team was able to bond together and really play and the defense intensity stayed uh, solid throughout the game as well. When you get those type of things from this team, this team can win basketball games. Now, we know we're heading into, into the uh face the Los Angeles Clippers they have Paul George back who's going to be on a minutes restriction but we'll really see how the Bulls are going to guard uh, Paul George in that game um, but I want to get back to Billy Donovan's comments and this isn't this isn't a pick on Billy Donovan this isn't do this this is just to say hey when you tell me something and when Billy Donovan on these post-game shows in post-game interviews after games days in between he always talks about what the Bulls team needs to do but then we don't see it in this game right before this game a quote came out saying that Billy Donovan doesn't believe in hype he doesn't and I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing but that's why Patrick Williams has to earn minutes we talked about you heard it on the, on the last post game me being very upset at the fact that in the game where we needed size Patrick Williams only played 13 minutes Tristan Thompson uh, same they were there I think he played one more minute than Patrick Williams in a game where we clearly needed size against the New York Knicks in this game Patrick Williams ha has his first over 20 point uh 20 minute uh game since his return from injury and paid dividends key things to look at Patrick Williams stat line the three offensive rebounds that get got the Bulls extra possessions the four defensive rebounds seven rebounds overall and there were some people before that said hey P Patrick Williams isn't a rebounder in in that 
Patrick Williams showed activity that he can do on the bench. Now, we need to see it consistently before we can say, hey, this is going to be a solid part of Patrick Williams' game, but he did do that as well in this game. One steal, um, six points overall from Patrick Williams. He was two for five. He did have this aggressive move to the basket in which he got fouled and bodied uh, Daniel Gafford. He didn't dunk over him anything, but he got the bucket, went to the went to the foul line. Uh, he was at a, a positive plus minus of plus eight. So this is the question that I want to ask you guys. I, I know some people are of the mindset like me that Patrick Williams should be starting. And, you know, if you don't agree with it, that's fine as well. Let me know what you think about that down below. But with Patrick Williams, the, the, the question that everybody's asking for this 20 year old second year player who's now only played, I think, I think maybe 10 games um, in, in his second year, um, looking at it and saying, what what really do we have in Patrick Williams? I have very often, I know that you hear the Kawhi Leonard uh, potential comps. I don't do that. I, I I look at Patrick Williams as being a player who I think can at least, right? And I, and I know he has potential for more, but can at least get to being a Luau Dang type player in his prime. And by that, I mean a player that can score 18 points, get you eight rebounds, get you four, three to four assists a game. And is a player that, while not maybe being the best player on the team, is a key player on the team and helps you be flexible in the way that you can build the team out. So a lot of people are impatient. They look at Patrick Williams and they think he should be further along right now. And I think sometimes people forget that he is only 20 years old. And in that 20 years old, he has not been playing basketball very long. Patrick Williams is not one of those guys who, who played basketball from the age of like 13. He was in these AAU teams and things like that. Patrick Williams wasn't even a starter on his college team. So when I think when we talk about the potential of Patrick Williams, yes, potential is not always realized. I've said that very often. That is one of my key things. But looking at Patrick Williams and the skill set that he has and the fact that if Patrick Williams ever realizes that his combination of the speed that he does have, right, he's not the fastest player, but the speed that he does have with his body and the strength that he has, when you saw him go to the lane and, and really take contact and keep going, he did not stop when Daniel Gafford put his body in front of him. He did not stop. Once he learns that type of thing, once he builds confidence in a mid-range shot and a three-point shot, I, but it may not be until Patrick Williams' 23 year. We may be looking at two to three more years of development for Patrick Williams. Now, that's not to say that Patrick Williams doesn't need to make progress along there. But we are we are we may be years away, and that's the thing that Bulls fans aren't watching and they aren't patient about. Anybody who talks about, oh, well, number four pick should be this. Listen, this every number four pick isn't the same. Every young draft pick isn't the same. Every first round pick, every NBA player's progress is not the same. For example, look at a player that we had here. Look at Cameron Payne when we had him, when he was on the Thunder, to where he was now. Now, I'm not saying that we should, we, well, hopefully it's not going to take Patrick Williams that long to get it together, but I am saying that you can't always judge a player and what they're going to be by how they are now, especially when he's only 20 years old. Everybody talks about Io's uh, potential, what Io can grow into, and Io is 22. Io DeSumo is older than Patrick Williams, consider. So with that all being said, Patrick Williams' development and what he could end up being, should the Bulls, and the question that we have here is, should the Bulls Continue to wait on that. I know some Bulls fans are of the mindset, hey, if you can get a star in here now, you trade Patrick Williams for that. Some Bulls fans are of the mindset of, hey, everybody talks about this theoretical three-year window. If you want that window to truly be extended, you need to see it out on how Patrick Williams is going to develop. It's very possible that we still won't know exactly what type of player Patrick Williams is going to be by the end of his rookie deal. And I know some Bulls fans are going to say, well, hell, why should we extend him? What money should we pay him? Patrick Williams' potential is through the roof, but we need to see that realized, and he needs to put in the work to make sure that that's realized. And by that, we do need to see him be a little bit more aggressive as well. The two for five, okay. Um, does he need to take more shots? Yes. 
Is that his role right now necessarily? We'll see. We'll see how that develops. We'll see how Billy Donovan continues to use him. Now, Billy Donovan putting in and saying that Patrick Williams needs to earn that starting spot. I'm not saying one game is enough to do that. But if Patrick Williams continues to play like this, continues, continues to get 20-plus minutes and shows it, then he needs to. Now, Kobe White, another player who's been on a downturn here lately. Kobe White, four for nine in this game. He had the, the highest plus-minus of any Bulls player. And I think sometimes in the comments in the postgame, uh, people, I, I don't know if they were just looking at the box scores like, oh, well, you know, Kobe, we need to see Kobe have a good game. Kobe defensively, offensively, what he did off the ball, some of the passes that he made, he had five assists in this game, four rebounds, only two turnovers. He had the highest plus-minus of anybody on the team. This was a good game from Kobe White. This is a really good game from Kobe White. It's not always going to be him scoring huge numbers of points for us to dictate if he's had a good game or not. Kobe had an excellent game tonight against uh, tonight against the Washington Wizards. Last night, I should say, because I'm filming this the next day. Uh, so with that being said, this was a good game overall from this Bulls team. This is a game that we all needed to see, that we all deserve to see. And this is something that hopefully they can take some things on, learning to feed that big man, continue to progress towards that ultimate goal of being a better team. I think everybody at this point has settled in the fact that anybody who had those hopes and dreams of the Bulls possibly contending, this season probably is not going to happen, and that's fine. This is not the final season. They, I want to see the Bulls do enough down the stretch that they, are, that they have a competent playoff series, that they have a competent finish to the season. We're in the last six games of this season. The Bulls could very well win three of those games, and God, if they get lucky, get hot, and everything else could win more than that. Now, the question also is, is can the Bulls do enough to get to the four seed? Theoretically, right now, it's not mathematically eliminated. Keep in mind, with wins, with games against other key Eastern Conference teams in the Milwaukee Bucks, in the, in the Boston Celtics, that if the Bulls do win against those teams, it almost works as like two games in the standings because the other team loses while the Bulls also gain a win. But is that? This is the question I'm going to leave off for you guys. Considering the Bulls' remaining schedule, do, can the Bulls do enough to get home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. The Bulls are a way better home team than they are a road team, so I think that would help. We have games against LA, Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Charlotte, and Minnesota left. I said it before, the Bulls have to would have to win at least four out of those games to even make it possible, and at least one of those wins would have to come against either Milwaukee or Boston, if not both of them, to really move up and have a chance to move up into that fourth seed. Can the Bulls get it together enough to do so? Lonzo Ball will remain to be seen to get news on if Lonzo Ball Will return or won't he return? As we're continuing to watch all this, I want to know what you guys think. Can the Chicago Bulls do enough to get to the fourth seed? And if not, it's fine. But I want to see this team play as well as possible and finish out this season strong in the last six games of the season. That is it for me for today, guys. If any news drops, you know I'll drop another video. Make sure you're following the podcast at BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Also, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. If you haven't clicked that subscribe button, um, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text or a voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. That is it for me for today, guys. See red, don't be red. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Media. Media.